Welcome to Between the Horns, brought to you by your Southern California Toyota dealers. I'm Kirsten Watson. Alongside me is DeMarco Farr, J.B. Long. And it is a victory Friday. Last night, the Rams had a huge win over the Saints. It was primetime Thursday night football. But this was a game that had a lot of playoff implications on the line. The atmosphere was insane. The game was electric. So I want to get your guys' just immediate reactions to last night's performance from the Rams. We'll start with you, DeMarco. Uh, It meant everything, this game. I mean, it was the biggest game of the year. Biggest game we've had here in a long time outside of the Super Bowl. So both teams needed it. Uh, You're fighting for your very playoff survival here. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's only one football. There can be only one winner. And the Rams came out and got it done. So we said this all week. I hope the Rams play up to their competition. I hope they treat New Orleans like they treated Baltimore. Show them the ultimate respect and go out there and play your best football game. I thought they were close. Uh, they got it done. I thought the the final score wasn't really indicative of how that game went. It should have been a blowout victory for the Rams, but heck of a job. Uh, the entertainment value in SoFi was through the roof, and you went home with a victory. What could be better? I mean, I thought Shohei was going to be the coolest Dodger <laughs> that I got to hang out with this week, and now not even 24 hours later, Kirsten's hosting Between the Horns. Wow, wow. I'm so grateful that you understand that because <laughs> that I is really amazing. felt slighted yesterday when Why? it was like this Dodgers Rams crossover, and I was like, "But what about me? What well, about I chop liver?" But I guess it is Shohei Otani. <laughs> so you know what? I'm gonna let him be that. But you nice. know, it was amazing to see him at SoFi Stadium mm-hmm. and just and he was kind of like the sprinkle to the show what the Rams put on because it was so electric. Was, what, the, was the 17 for Puka or him? Puka, obviously. Puka? Okay, I'll take it. I Either one. Yeah, yeah, all of the above. Okay. The fact that he was still there in the winning locker room. Yes. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't just an appearance. <laughs> he was part of it. That's and cool. I left thinking, thank you. Mm-hmm. And I have a couple of thank yous that I'd like to dole out in this holiday season. The first would be to the fans who invested their time and their resources mm-hmm. in the Rams this season, especially at SoFi Stadium, where the Rams went 5-3 and three this year. They closed this season winning their last four games in Inglewood. And I want to leave the door open to the possibility of the first six versus seven NFC championship game in NFL history wow. Ooh, before I this like year that. is through. Hey. Yeah. But mostly as we continue to build a home field advantage, I think those winning memories are super important. Mm-hmm. And so thank you to those who contributed to last night's victory in the last four. When Cam Jordan gets a neutral zone infraction to help you run out the clock, like that's a really good sign, I think, awesome. in your home building. And the other thank you is to the front office and to the organization and the coaches because they brought a Lombardi trophy to Los Angeles. And when it came off the rails, when they tried to run it back, they would have had every justification to tear it down and to start over mm-hmm. and to use that equity they had built to build the next championship run. In just one offseason, choosing to retool on the fly, what have they given the Rams, us as employees, their fans? I mean, how great is this? Open December. Man, that was awesome. How great is this? L.A. brought the heat, didn't they? It was loud in there. It was mm-hmm. absolutely loud. Yeah, I'd never thought of that. The, the false start with Cam Jordan, that was awesome. What a nod to the crowd. Let's keep building on that. That yeah. was awesome. That place could be, like I said, a, a pit of you-know-what for opposing teams if everybody pitches in and just gets loud and it was loud in there. And right? I'm not trying to sell yeah. season, season tickets for yeah. next year, but it, it is Christmas on Monday, right? Yeah. yeah. Next year's home gift. schedule, <laughs> Buffalo, Miami, Green Bay, Minnesota, maybe the Cowboys or the Eagles, maybe the Raiders. Mm-hmm. It is a tremendous home slate. 
but we know what those opposing audiences are like. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so and so year over year, the more Rams fans we can have in that building, it impacts winning. Yeah. And those wins, I think, impact fandom. So I'm super excited. New York yeah. Giants, New York Giants, New York Giants. Yes. Yeah, we got the next opponent. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Anyway, go <laughs> We're ahead. not there yet. Yeah, not there. But yeah. when you think about it, I want to go back to last night because you're right. The atmosphere yeah. in the stadium, it was electric. I even was talking to Cameron Irwin, our co-host uh, in on the field. And we were saying it honestly felt it was reminiscence of the Super Bowl or even the NFC Championship two years ago. And so to have that feeling, but also to know kind of what the stakes were on the field for those guys, when you think about just the performance, the big time defensive stop early in the game to kind of set the tone for the offense, what did you, what were your takeaways from the win yesterday? Matthew Stafford is is better than advertised and I'm glad the rest of the world is getting to see what we see about him. Maybe you missed half of that or most of his career in, in Detroit, but he is special. Um, when you talk about throwers of the football, just arm talent, one of the best, if not one of the best ever playing right now. Uh, knowing the game, knowing what's happening. Uh, he did it twice, two weeks in a row, where he absolutely stymied the defense by getting you in and out of bad plays. Just looking to see what they're about to do and checking in and out and getting the ball out. Uh, he absolutely just tortured New Orleans, that defense, yesterday. Uh, so many eye violations. Um, great play calling by by Sean McVay and the offense. The defense continues to be, I don't know how to describe them, just intense and just refuse to bend and, and break in certain situations, and they keep making plays. So uh, I, I still think there's their best game is out there for them, but the way they're playing right now and the on both sides of the football, uh, they're peaking at the right time when you talk about getting into the playoffs and beyond. This team is moving in the right direction towards the playoffs. I'll pick up the thought with the trenches. I think on both sides of the line of scrimmage, the Rams are winning consistently and routinely. When's the last time they clearly definitively lost either side of the line of scrimmage? It's been a while. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that yeah. ties in directly to what they've done and their success since the bye. Mm -hmm. um, Demarcus Robinson, what a revelation. Touchdowns oh, yes. in four straight games. I'm still yeah. trying to figure out how Stafford found him underneath that goalpost and above the defender. That was a keyhole shot. Mm -hmm. Maybe my favorite throw of the season. I didn't appreciate, because we were so far away, mm -hmm. how good of a throw and a play that mm -hmm. was. Mm -hmm. um, but when you put Coop, uh, Cooper, Nakua, and Kyron on the field at the same time, it's happened seven times this year. In those games, the Rams are averaging 29 points per game and over six yards per play. Wow. Wow. Impressive. That'll win. A bunch of young yeah. studs. Yeah. That'll win. And now they have this mini buy. Now they have a four day weekend, nine days off before their next game. And I think Cooper, more than anyone, he's been rehabbing for like a year now, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's looking good. It, it feels like his wheels are about to fall off. And now you get him this long stretch of rest. I can, I cannot wait to see what it looks like in New York if he's wow. as good as health wise as he's been all year. The, 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 the O line, um, Kevin Dodson, uh, Steve Avila, all these guys coming together. And, Kyron Williams running the football and the way he's running it, the way he's glancing off contact. I mean, he's changing perception. And I am so glad Demarcus Robinson is getting an opportunity. I really am. Think about his career from Florida. Start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. Other guys, Kansas City went in a different direction. Lamar gets hurt in Baltimore. Eh, he may get a shot here. Now he's getting the rep. I know the throw was great, but the catch was unbelievable. He caught the back end of the football. I agree. How do you do that? How did he a even bullet. find the football? That's what I'm saying. A bullet and caught it. Unreal. So, yes, Matthew Stafford is raising the level of play of everyone around him, and they're all feeding I think it. it's I think it's his best stretch of professional football. Yeah. And I can, I can argue that and back that up. But I think part of the reason why is this is irrefutably the best running game he's ever worked with. Yeah. Yeah. So if he's feeling right, his weapons are dynamic, and you got this offensive line in Kyron Williams – 
Look Thank out, Southern watch Cal. Out. Exactly. It's yeah. been a fantastic a month of December <laughs> for Matthew Stafford. But uh, you hit on something just regarding the depth of the receivers group. So mm-hmm. earlier, head coach Sean McVay actually spoke to the media going into kind of with all of these options, what that looks like from his standpoint as the play caller. Everything is open. And um, ultimately, it's it starts with Matthew. And Matthew does such a great job enabling us to activate a lot of different things that, that maybe teams couldn't do otherwise. I think the offensive line's protected really well. Our backs are doing an excellent job, you know, Kyron being able to allow us to stay on schedule. So football is the greatest team sport that there is. They go hand in hand. And I think it's uh, a huge credit to those guys getting it done. But when you can, if you're going to be a good offense, you better be able to do both. And uh, I think we've had that reflected over the last, you know, handful of games. And it's about how you move forward. And and we got to continue to do that if we want to, uh, you know, go where we're trying to go. Well, as we just heard from head coach on McVay, kind of, he is in a situation where he has a lot of options and a lot of weapons to continue to find success as a play caller for this team. And uh, every, we all we obviously know how impressive he is as a head coach. Mm-hmm. What, though, feels different potentially as you kind of reflect on these last handful of weeks? The Rams have won uh, five of their last six games. They are in an incredible position, putting themselves now at the sixth seed in a playoff push. Wow. What are your kind of your takeaways as to what he's been doing offensively and finding success for this team? I just, he's, he's doing the impossible. I mean, you just said the Rams have a shot or they're in the sixth seed. Mm-hmm. Think about going into the bye week. I mean, seeding and playoffs, you, you weren't even playoffs. You weren't even going to say it. But here <laughs> you are. Now it's a it's a real thing. Uh, and he seems like, you know, the, the, the rich kid with a bunch of toys. He's just got anything he can do and he's got any combination he can throw out. I said this before, when you bring in Demarcus Robinson and I'm not done with Tutu Atwell with that speed. And then Cooper Cup rounding in the form and Puka Nakua doing what he does out in the open field. He is so physical. There's too many questions for, for a defense to answer. Who do we cover? Who do we match up on? Who do we single up on? Who do we say, okay, we're okay with this guy beating us if we lock down Cooper Cup? Then Puka goes nuts. If you lock down Puka, Puka Nakua, then Cooper Cup goes nuts. And oh, by the way, tight ends start to make a big impact. And then Kyron, Kyron Williams starts to run and chip away at you. So uh, there's a lot of things they can do. There's a lot of things they can improve upon. But yeah, as a play caller, he's got so many weapons at his disposal. And the little game between Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay is so funny to watch. What game? Because it gets low in the play clock and Sean McVay starts to run towards the referee to make the timeout. And Matthew Stafford's act, he acts like he can't see him. I've Let almost, me get this off before he stops I've me. almost yeah. stopped watching the play clock and just started watching Sean. Like if he starts Starts 30 yards away. When right. he gets to 20, there's three seconds left. When he gets to 10, yes. there's one second left. And as he flies by the official, when he, he turns that time. Yeah, he starts to go. Yeah. Look, I, you know me. I think he's a force of nature. I think he's the best coach in the league. Mm-hmm. I think he has done his best work since at least 2017, if not period this season. I think he deserves to be NFL coach of the year, though there are certainly some other deserving candidates. Right now, the only thing that's stopping Sean McVay in the offense is Sean McVay when he takes his offense off the field. And I, mm-hmm. I think that's another thing he said today. We'll get to the kicking game and, and the possibility that it could cost the Rams a chance to get to where they want to go. Uh, but he's got one of, if not the best quarterbacks on the planet right now. He's got one of the most efficient offenses in the NFL right now. I think in these final two games, you'll see those fourth and twos become go forward and plus territory. And I think the results will justify those decisions uh, for Sean McVay. And, and it's, when I say mm-hmm. McVay, it's not just him. It's the coaching staff that that. he's hired and the way they've elevated this entire program uh can we just skip the special teams part it's victory friday yeah we can edit that out my bad i slide that i lost the prop to demarco (laughs) he he said we were playing a game of chicken who would go there first okay yeah we're gonna stay happy because 
not only is it the holiday season, but like this is the time of the year where you get to be really, really excited because look, there's two games left of the regular season and then it's going to be the playoffs. Right, and with this go. Rams team, as we talked about earlier, you know, going up into their bye week, things were, it didn't feel like their record was representative of, as to who they actually are. And there mm-hmm. were some games that, you know, probably they, they should have had, but they just didn't. Yeah, but right. since the bye week, things have been right on track. Uh, they currently said, well, going into last night, I'll start with this. They were seven and seven. They were the seventh seed uh, taking that final wild card spot. The Saints were also a seven and seven team. So there was a lot of playoff implications as to what that game could mean for both of the teams. The Rams, of course, get the win. They now move to the sixth seed. So we have the Eagles at five, Rams at six. The Vikings are now at the seventh seed. Uh, so Things are looking very, very good. There was a a small list of inactives yesterday. We have a lot of healthy guys that are back. It's kind of best case scenario for this team right now. But as you kind of prepare us for not only um, the Giants and then the 49ers, as much as it does feel like, you know, you want to win out the rest of this regular season. But to be in a situation now Mm -hmm. where you're above 500, uh, you're the sixth seed in the playoffs, feels like everything is going right right now. I guess my first question is, are the Rams the scariest team in the NFC at they the moment? Be. Because it yeah. does feel like things are right on their side. Yeah, it feels like they fixed the leaky window in the house. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm just messing with you. No, no, thank you. No, it's awesome, though. Somebody's uh, got to. You know, but I thought, I like what you said. The salient point about that is the, t- the playoffs are going to start in a couple of weeks, right? Mm-hmm. I hope the Rams are going to be a part of it. Because they're going to they're gonna play the playoffs mm-hmm. anyway. So I hope you qualify for that. And something you said about the totality of the coaching staff, it's not just McVay. I was talking to Eric Henderson about Kobe Turner, and I said, wow, 91 has really come a long way. Sure has. And he starts and goes, he gets better every week. He works so hard. He does this. And I said, coach, it's not like he has a choice. And he stops and smiles. He's like, he's right. These guys have been really coaching their butt off, getting these young guys ready to play. Think about this. Young starters in the National Football League. You're still trying to figure out what's what. But all these guys have become veterans inside of 10 weeks. And now they might be a playoff team because of some of those guys. Some of the biggest plays on defense were made by youngsters yesterday, Mm -hmm. not the stars we were talking about. So that's how you draft, develop, and get guys ready to go and get them to the top of their abilities in one season. Great job by the coaching staff. I want to follow up on that, but I I think we've gone too far without giving like the disclaimer. None of us think this is mission accomplished. No, 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 no. We are taking nothing for granted. We're talking Mm -hmm. about optimistic things, but stumbling to 0-2 at the finish line, entirely possible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Missing out on the playoffs at 9-8 and because of what Seattle or Minnesota could do, entirely possible. We're not blind to those realities, but what we are saying is is let's capitalize on these good things that are happening. And I'm going to go as far to say Stop setting sights so low. I've been guilty of saying, hey, nine and eight winning record, that should get you into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Ten's the number. Ten is the number, DeMarco. I like this. I and like it, this and it's not just to get yeah. into the playoffs, but I'm going to talk about what's after that. But some of us have, have hoped that San Francisco might be resting starters in week 18. Not for me anymore. Not for me anymore. Yeah. What if Baltimore gets them on Monday night? Oh, and that, that could happen. And the Niners have Ravens Monday at Washington, then the Rams. They could lose two out of three. Oh, yeah. And if Dallas or Philadelphia run the table, the Rams could have the honor of robbing San Francisco of that one seed they feel like they've been entitled to since training camp. When we talk about how you measure success in 2023 going back to our training camp, one of the things that I've been saying is beat San Francisco. No matter what else happens, oh, if yeah. you beat San Francisco this year, a lot of Rams fans would consider that success. That opportunity is still in front of you. The other thing I'll say is in terms of elevating your expectations, it's not just getting in, but staying in. Because Aaron is 32. 
Matthew's about to turn 36. Cooper's 30. This does not last forever. Right. Mm -mm. And it's going to be over before any of us want it to be over. And it would be naive of us to think that in December of 2024, a year from now, the odds are in the favor of the Rams being above 500 or clinching a playoff spot or being as healthy as they are right now. Mm -hmm. They got a ton of resources ahead. I'm excited about their future. Don't get me wrong. But if you're telling me I can get in this dance with Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald healthy, I'll take my chances anywhere in the NFC. I really will. Thank you for resetting my brain. See, yeah. that's why I love him right there. But I'm right also, here now. Yeah. it's it feels like the time is now. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you guys felt this in yesterday's game, but it just felt like as a collective, and I don't know what the conversation was amongst the guys ahead of the game, but it felt like they have a fire within them and they also understand what's at stake right now. And and I don't say that to say I didn't feel that before because I mm -hmm. think these are the ultimate competitors and I think that they, you know, these are professional athletes. The, there is a culture and there is an understanding within this organization as to what it means to win. A lot oh, of yeah. these guys have experienced winning a World Series championship very recently. And mm -hmm. while there are new players on this team, you know, they come here for a reason. And for me, being at SoFi yesterday, it felt like I was getting a taste of that team two years ago. And mm. yes, it's different faces, but it's, I didn't feel like I had felt that this year. And, and, I'm, and I, yeah. I'm interested to kind of get your guys' thoughts on this because you spend a lot more time around the team, but does it feel like they kind of, there's this now feeling of, we know where we're at right now. We know how good we are and we know what we can do and the damage we can do in this league if we kind of just keep this going forward. What you can do and how you can how you can get it done. Football is not easy, man. I mean, you got to get everybody on the same page and not just offense, defense. The entire team has to go in one direction. That is hard to do. That's a mm -hmm. lot of egos. That's a lot of ability that you have to figure out what are we good at? What, what, what should we stay away from and how do we beat the other team? So uh, that's been great. I did have this conversation about, you know, that football team a couple of years ago. That was a loaded squad and you were expected to win every week. That's mm -hmm. a different sort of pressure. Not easy, but different. Mm -hmm. This year has been completely different. You were starting from almost ground zero mm -hmm. with some stars and a bunch of youngsters. And let's go see what we can do. And you, you, you're, you slowly start to figure out who you are as this year goes on. Even in some of the losses, when you fought your butt off and lost at the end, you're still learning how to win. Once you start checking off all those boxes, we know this, we know how to do this. Now we know how to win these football games. And you take those lessons and you build them all up and you start playing your best football in December. You said it. This is a tough football team for anybody to see right now, regular season and the postseason when they're playing like this. Andrew Whitworth being on the sideline yesterday was poignant. I will never compare any group to that one for a lot of very specific reasons, including I don't think I've ever covered any sports entity, forget just football team, that had that sense of identity and purpose mm -hmm. and just this, this sense that they were going places and that no one could deter them from that goal. I think you hit on a lot of mm -hmm. the key elements too. But the only comparison for me is don't take anything away in terms of possibilities from the 2023 Rams either. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because there's all sorts of different paths to the, to the finish line. Yeah. And they don't have to win the Super Bowl for this season to be a success. Some could argue it's a success already. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying now that they're at eight and seven with nine days to prepare for a trip to New York, mm -hmm. don't take anything off the table for the Rams. I love it. Well, look, there is a lot that can still happen with the playoff picture. Or two more weeks of the regular mm -hmm. season and some 
very challenging games on the schedule for a lot of different teams. So we'll see how things continue to shape out. But we do know that the, the Rams have a big matchup on New Year's Eve against the Giants at MetLife Stadium. So we will see just how that shakes out. Now, we talked about how the Rams have won the last five of their six games, excuse me, five of their last six games uh, since the bye week. This team has been lights out. Mm-hmm. What has been the biggest difference? I'll start with you, JBS. Just between when you look before the bye week and now from what you see from this group. Uh, well, first of all, I, I got to appreciate just how razor thin the margin is because I remember the feeling of my heart sinking in Dallas when I asked Sean McVay, how bad is it with Matthew Stafford's thumb? Okay. And it didn't look good then. And then you get to Monday and you realize, oh, it's not as bad as we thought and it doesn't require surgery. But it was that close to being out. over. Jason Myers hits a 55-yard field goal at SoFi Stadium coming out of the bye for the Seahawks, which he does more times than not. We're not having any of these conversations. <laughs> okay, so a lot of what's changed since the bye is purely about health, opponent, but also the way that your group has coalesced and put its best foot forward. And yet I don't think they played their best game. I really don't. Mm-hmm. But, but a lot of those things had to come around and the breaks had to start going your way. I'm not sure the officiating breaks have come their way yet, but... Stop me there, DeMarco, before I go too far. What did I say during the game? We're even, New Orleans. We're even, okay? I knew I'd I get, get you there. I knew I'd get you there before the end of the We're show. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, I think that's part of what's changed and a whole lot more. Uh, I, I'd say Kyron. Kyron Williams um, has been the biggest difference in that offensive line and just being able to seize control of football games. You know, I think we started the season, you and Maurice talking about run, Kyron running in the light boxes. Seven men boxes, right? Yep. It's it's easier for a running back. And Maurice would say, dang, I wish I had seven men boxes. And then that switched. Now you're running into situations where they know you're going to run it. The Rams still run it. And you still have success. That's how you break a defense. When you, bring, when you break the huddle and the safety never leaves the line of scrimmage, we are telling the world we are stopping the run. You're not going to run it on us. We're even going to line up and bear. We're going to cover your center, both guards. You can't run it. And you still hand it off and get plus five. Or more, or he bounces off and just makes something happen. That demoralizes the defense. We are calling something to stop the run, and it still works. That's when you have a defense look to the sideline like, now what, coach? What do we do? We can't stop them. So you start having to pull out pressures, and you start having to take chances. Remember who else is standing back there, Matthew Stafford. All he's doing is taking inventory of your defense. Oh, you want to do this? Check this out. You want to do that? Check this out. So... When you have a running game that is that consistent and a line that's that dominant or is moving towards that dominant, man, it's almost sky's the limit. You can almost call whatever you want and you're going to have a success offensively. So that to me has been the biggest change since the bye. I love it. And they're going to keep it going because, hey, the time is now. The playoffs are around the corner. But uh, Christmas is on Monday. So I want to get into a little fun holiday bit. Yes. I'm a Christmas baby, yeah. so I love presents. Wait, really? Yes. December 25th? December 28th. Okay. But if, I believe if you're born the week of Christmas, you are deemed a Christmas baby okay. because you just, it is what it is. Ooh, I can the give you one gift, present for it, two. Yeah. You're not supposed to, but that is exactly how it happens. So uh, my thing is, the Rams have given us the gift of being here with them in this organization, but is there a Christmas present from the Rams that you would say has been your favorite from this season? So ultimately, a moment this year that stands out to you that you'd say has been a present for you. Oh, man. Um, okay, I'll be a little kid again. Uh, so I got this big box under the tree. Yeah. I rip it open, and there is a Puka Nakua <laughs> under the tree. Like it actually it. sounds so like a Christmas present. Right? So is it a, is it a life-size you know? present? Yes, Like the mannequin size. over there, or is it a mannequin? 
it. It runs through everything. You know, it catches everything. You know, you throw it against the wall. Looks like it's dead. It gets up and plays again. That's you know, a great come on. Present. That is a great Christmas present to have. A puka nakua under every tree. Come I on, love it. that's With awesome. I don't think I can top that. Yeah, it's got to have you. Can. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I, I think the Rams got their Christmas present way back at the start of this year when Sean McVay took that week to think after mm. just a demoralizing finish to last season and that loss in Seattle and said, I'm not done yet, not with this franchise by any means. Um, I think it all started with that choice, which led to the Rams saying, well, then we're not done with this nucleus, these load bearing walls, which then became model the way, which then became the best draft of Lesney's tenure. I mean, how's that for a Christmas gift? Wow. Um, and then became subtly on the back of that, okay, now that we've been through OTAs and we know what's possible, what we think we can do, what do we need to add to make sure that we're not just in the mix, but contending? That leads to Demarcus Robinson. That leads to Akella Witherspoon. That leads mm -hmm. to Kevin Dotson. And next thing you know, they've assembled in just one season a group that looks light years beyond uh, where last year's group was, thankfully, um, and puts them ahead of schedule for Project 2024, which starts on New Year's Eve in New York, I guess, Yes, wow. with their next contest. I love it. We've got uh, our amazing list of Christmas presents. We're going to have an incredible New Year's Eve, hopefully with a win over the Giants. And we're going to set the tone for 2024. And I think a really special playoff push. So we Happy will... birthday as well. Thank yes. you so much. Yes. There's a Puka Nakua. Oh, I'm honored. <laughs> well, from JB Long, DeMarco Farr, Kirsten Watson, happy holidays from all of us here at the Rams. We thank you for your constant support all season long. And we look forward to what's to come next year. This has been Between the Horns, brought to you by your Southern California Toyota dealer. So we will catch you next week.